Welcome to Loop Me In, the podcast community for parents and carers on raising children with disabilities. Join presenters Dr. Lisa Interligi and Christine Christopoulos and their guests on sharing experiences, information, and support ideas to help children with disabilities flourish. Loop Me In is brought to you weekly on platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, to name a few. You can learn more, connect with the Loop Me In community, and listen to more episodes on our website, loop-me-in.com.au. Welcome, Ali, to our podcast. Thank you. Now, Ali, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am a 32-year-old um, young woman with a mild intellectual um, disability. Um, it's called auditory visual processing um, disorder and I was diagnosed at the age of four and a half um, and I ha- I got it from um, we think from meningitis. Okay. Oh, goodness. So that meningitis that's uh, that's pretty severe, isn't it? I guess you were in yeah. hospital for that. Yeah, I was in hospital for about ten days. Wow. Wow. No good. And um, and tell us a bit about the community that you grew up in. Um, I grew up in the Jewish community of Caulfield, East St Kilda. Um, South Crawford, but I was originally living in Paran from the age of, up to the age of five, and then I moved to East St Kilda. Um, yeah, I went to um, kindergarten. I went, no, I went to crèche at um, the um, Lancaster House and Stonington, which was a typical crèche. Yeah. Um, and then I went to kindergarten at Mount Scopers College at the age of three and was there and I was there until grade six. Okay. Um, and then, I'm, yeah. And, Ali, what was it like to go to school at Mount Scopers? It was quite interesting. Like, it was very different. Um, it was like... Because I was so young, I didn't really understand much of what was going on. I mean, I thought I was just friends with, like, people would just, like, be friends with me because they were friends with me. I didn't really know anything until I was about 12, like, about having a disability of anything. I mean, I did struggle with a lot. Um, I was learning things at different levels to the other children. Mm. Um I got told, my mum got told that I was developing different to the, my peers in class in the, um, at four and a half, so just before I went to school. So I got tested for that and um, pretty much like it was like pretty like a normal upbringing, close family, friends, um, going away on holidays with my brother and stuff, um, camping, all of that, and I just saw things as it was at that time. I mean, nothing really, nothing really came to me until I was about secondary school. What happened then? So um, my mum, I think at the age of, I would say, 12 or 13, said to me, oh, you're developing 
your development is a little bit different to your um, peers. Um, I didn't know what a, um, at that stage I wasn't mature enough to understand what the disability was. Mm. Um, so I couldn't really point it. And then, like, when I started to see how much difference it was being taken out of class um, from, like, maths and English mm. and all of that, and then I realised that I wasn't developing the same as the other children. So I felt a little bit, like, different because I was also, I also had integration aids at that time. And ha- what was that like, Ali, in respect to friends around you being moved out of the class? How how did that make you feel? Um, it was a bit strange because I wanted to be with the, I wanted to be like everybody else mm. and like with everybody else rather than being taken out of class. Yeah, and I, I would imagine that would have been a challenge. What were the benefits of going through the mainstream system, though? The, um, the benefits of going through the mainstream system is that you um, was able to push yourself a lot more and, um, like, and watch how other people did things and often I would learn and from them, even though it took me slightly longer, but I would still learn from them. And a lot of, like, the friend, um, people in the... Um, my group, um, the group of the particular group that I had were actually quite nice to me and um, saw me like just had the normal friendship with me, um, even though I struggled to um, communicate and to like, so usually I would just sit in the group and listen. I wouldn't really talk very much. And, and what were some of the things that you found frustrating during that period, Ali? What was what were the, some of the things that you wish were different? Not being able to, not being able to read at the same level, mm. um, do like subjects at the same level as everybody else. Um, having not being able to socialize at the same um, level as the others and have the same interests as the other kids in my year. Um, not always being invited out. Mm. Um, and like um was also very difficult like yes people were friends they were my friends but they didn't always have me over or go out with me it was more just them at school with me really and so if you had like an opportunity now to um change things you know wave a magic wand and and um change that experience how would you want to change it what would you uh, what would you tell these um, your friends to do differently? To um, have me over at like yeah. more and to socialize with me, even though it was difficult for me to socialize. Basically, because um, because even now it's still hard um, to have like a lot of like to have friends and to be with other people and stuff. And what would you say to teachers now, Ali? Like what was it like with your teachers and your carers at school? Um, it was it was quite different. Like, I mean, they would obviously not know, understand what it, 
um, that it took like some things took longer for me and stuff and like it was hard to like not to be doing easier work and stuff and to um, like basically even just the simple thing of um, sport was difficult for me. It was like being, I was always, I was always um, not being picked for sport teams and stuff um, because I was slower. It was always very, um, I was, it's always very competitive um, being in that environment and stuff. So sometimes I would say to, to teachers now not to just to like let every person with um, their own disability be part of the team and not be sort of like rejective mm. to them. Be more inclusive to everybody. Yeah, I agree with you there. And yeah. what about the aids that you had coming in? What what did they usually do for you when they did take you out of those classes? They helped me with maths and English and SOS and science and that kind of thing. Um, those were the subjects that I was taken out of the most. Hmm. Um, was those subjects and then I didn't really have the aid much in like basically art and PE and sport and all of those subjects I just did it with the group and um and sometimes um the teacher would buddy me up with another kid or something yeah and did you grow up with many carers Ellie um not really. Um, both my parents um, took did a took a lot of um, responsibility of me when I was um, younger. So they were basically like my full time carers at the time. And occasionally, I like when they went out, I had babysitters and stuff. And basically, I didn't really have like a support worker or a carer. And what about now, Ali? Do you use any support workers now? Yeah, I do. I use support workers like um, once a week or twice a week maybe. Um, I have a support worker where um, now that I'm living with another girl at an apartment. Um, oh, wow, so you've, you've moved out of home? Yeah, yeah. I've oh, moved exciting. out of home and stuff, which is... Which is, a, which is quite interesting for me. It's a bit of a challenge at the moment because I'm so used to living at home. But You have to do all the cleaning up now, don't you? Um, yeah, I do, but I, I get a bit of, like, help with the cooking and stuff. And basically, like, I do my own laundry now, which is good. That's great. That's fantastic. And um, tell me, uh, what we love about you, Ellie, is that you um, have this passion about being a voice uh, for those people um, who may have additional needs that, but can't um, have that voice. Um, and so that's something that is absolutely fantastic. As a young adult now, um, what, what would you like to see change um, for the community for dealing with people with additional needs? What would you like to say? Um, to people about um, how we can better support people with additional needs? Um, being, able to have, um, being able to give every person with um, every young adult 
with a disability a job mm. in whatever skill level they are at the time and not to sort of discriminate like, oh, we'll choose this person over this person because they don't have a disability and stuff. I feel that it's very hard for us to get jobs Yeah. Uh, at the moment and we're, and like a lot of us, because it's so hard, we have to go through um, a lot of um, disability organisations in order to do so, mm. like this day. And do you have a job at the moment? No. And what sort of job would you like to do if you could get one? I would like to work with babies. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, although with COVID it's a bit hard, isn't it? But a lot of people out there. Yeah, would love that. I think you'd be very good at it, Ali. Can you see many changes now as an adult? Can you see many changes looking now at what the community is like at the moment with younger people with a disability? For example, there probably wasn't a flying fox around back then, was there? No, we had no, there was no um, camp programs or really anything. Like in the summer times, we, we went to, we had to, like I had to go to mainstream holiday programs basically. Mm. Um, the, my childhood, like now I live at least like, it's amazing that um, Flying Fox exists for those kids and stuff because we never had it. We never had the opportunity to go to camp and to and stuff like we never I never had that opportunity to to um, besides school camp to go and be with other people like basically and stuff. Yeah and even all the carers that are out there at the moment that are more your age group and younger people I can imagine that that's different to what it was like when you were growing up. Yeah, yeah. We didn't really have so much of that. We had a lot of our parents doing the support and stuff. And in the holidays, we would go to a mainstream holiday. I would go to a mainstream holiday program, Mm. basically. And do you think people are more inclusive and tolerant these days? Um, some in some things they are not in not in everything. I would say. Um, obviously, it's definitely improving in schools. Mm. and stuff and um but it's not there yet (laughs) like I don't see like completely where it should be like tell us something that you would like to see in the future Ali that you're not still not seeing now the um that the um the judge that people are not being judged Mm. like or ask what their disability is like who if you know what I mean yeah, I or do. Like, yeah. Or the saying of the lower and high functioning disability kind of thing it defines you as a person or mm. what services you get, basically. Like, um, basically, like, just like in the NDIS, even though NDIS has, NDIS has come out now, you still have, you're still having to define I have this or I have that. Yeah. In order I- to yeah to get anywhere with it yeah I understand what you're saying and that still hasn't changed all these years later has it no no and like I know for me as someone who has a disability I don't really it doesn't matter to me what's um what disability who has what disability really anymore they're all like I'm 
I just want to be with everyone. Mm. Basically, I don't define yeah. myself because, yeah, I really just don't define. I yeah. think that's such a great point, Ali. You know, if we kind of flip it, because I think of, I know so many people who wouldn't be defined as somebody with a disability but have such wide-ranging abilities. So if we rather think about people have all different abilities rather than labelling somebody as having a disability, that would be a much yeah. more... Um, much better way to view the world, wouldn't it, really? Yeah, because everybody's, I feel everybody's unique in their own way and, and I mean, I've met so many wonderful people due to that that they've been, like, um, particularly for Flying Fox, I didn't realise how, like, a Flying Fox was such an amazing organisation that I've made, I've met so many people through it and just, like, and like, I don't care what levels they are, and from the highest to the lowest doesn't bother me. I'd still be friends with anyone. Yeah, and that's what you want out of life, isn't it? We all want that anyway. Yeah. Well, that's so lovely. You're such a lovely person. Thank and I you. Re- I really love that the fact that you have taken on this uh, challenge of being a voice because. Um, it's really important. I think, you know, everybody wants to have a voice in how they're treated or how they grow up or how they conduct their lives. And sometimes that's a bit more challenging for some people than others. And it's great to have an advocate like you really putting forward um, your thoughts and experiences. Thank you. Well done to you, Ali. Thank you very much. Thank you for sharing your experience with us today. We really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Bye, Ellie. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being part of the Loop Me In community today and joining our conversation on raising children with disabilities. Join us for the next episode on some of your favorite platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcast. If you would like to support us, please recommend the Loop Me In podcast to your network of parents, carers, and providers. If you would like us to cover a topic or invite a guest to chat, please email us at contact at loop-me-in.com.au or go to our website at loop-me-in.com.au. If you've got any feedback, please let us know so we can improve and cover issues you want. And of course, if anything in the podcast today has raised concerns for you, you can contact Beyond Blue on 1300 4636 or Lifeline on 13 4.